0: Good afternoon, boxing fans around the world. Back again on Combat Talk Radio, found at combattalkradio.net with a our weekend of boxing updates here. Feel free to check us out. Once again, the site is combattalkradio.net. Leave us some comments, questions, suggestions, feedback on how we're doing, and we will get right into our weekend of boxing. Well, boxing fans, we have somewhat of a stacked weekend of events. Some of them are going to be exciting, some of them are going to be rather dull. I'm going to go down the list best I can. I'm probably not going to get through everything because there are quite a few fights. So that's good. If you're a big fan and you want to just see some action, I am going to say up front, in my opinion, none of the fights are going to really wow you, even if you're the biggest fan. They're really more just if you want to have something to watch this weekend. All of these fights that I'm about to talk about look like they're starting tomorrow. First up, the biggest fight, Regis Pro Grace, uh fighting <clears throat> Jose Zepeda. This is happening out in uh, Carson Dignity Health Sports Park on Fight TV, both in the U.S. and the U.K. If you want to check this out, Regis Prograce is, of course, the heavy favorite in this fight for numerous reasons. However, Zapata should not be overlooked. Zapata is a solid fighter, very good fighter. I actually like him as a fighter. Southpaw could give him some trouble. Uh, Progress. I like Prograce. I think, I, I think the world of him, too, as a fighter. So I do think that this should be a good fight. They're pretty well matched, uh, pretty even on every number you can think of. Progress has only ever lost the one time, and that was at the upper level. And this is an opportunity for Progress to get a title back, a title that he once held. So I think this one's definitely going to be worth watching if you can. Again, that's Fight TV in the US and UK if you get a chance to check it out. And then just really quick, I'm gonna go through the undercard. Not because I think they're gonna amaze you, but I have some stories to tell. I got a story to tell, Biggie. So uh first card on the Uh, First fight, rather, on the undercard of this one. Super well-to-rate action. Charles Conwell, he's fighting Juan Carlos Abreu. Juan Carlos Abreu has been in the business a long time. He's the veteran. He's certainly near the end of the career by now. He's just a name. And Charles Conwell is expected to deal with him in stellar fashion with zero difficulty. Conwell's much younger. Conwell's much faster. Conwell is much stronger, in my opinion. The only thing Abreu really has, of course, is the experience. He's been in the game since 2011, so I'm not dismissing him as a fighter. I'm saying that this fight is not going to really impress you or teach you anything that you didn't already know about Conwell. Now, most think that Conwell is is not going to be able to take out Abreu as in stop him or knock him out. That's fair. I do think that Conwell has a chance to, especially if Abreu truly is past the sell date. So if you're interested in some of those fights that, Feature, you know, past fighters that you used to watch. I think that one's worth watching for sure. Don't overlook it, my opinion. <laughs> and then, and heavyweight action, I'm laughing, and you're going to know why when I give the name. Heavyweight action, uh, Bakoder Jalalov, fighting Curtis Harper. If the name Curtis Harper sounds familiar, it should. Curtis Harper's the guy who at one point was going to fight Afej Ajaba and then turned and walked out of the ring, got himself DQ'd for his troubles. And I was pretty sure that he had come back in one fight very recently. He got a knockout. I was pretty sure he did. It's not showing on the list, but I do remember he did come back with one fight and got a knockout after a long, long time out of the ring. And this is after getting fired by his promoter. (laughs) So Curtis Harper, this is a guy like he had potential and I don't know. They said it was about pay and all that. I got it, but there was better ways to handle it. And I think, he just, in the heat of the moment, he made a bad decision. I think he even said on an interview, he should not have left that ring. He should just dealt with it and then separately handled business, and I agree with this. Meanwhile, Jalalov is a brutally strong fighter. Jalalov has a very strong chance of knocking Curtis Harper smooth out. I'm talking out cold. Jalalov has power. He's a southpaw. He's a young guy. He has crazy amounts, crazy amounts of height, crazy amounts of reach. He just... He's, a, he's just a dangerous guy to be fighting and So I know why Curtis was picked. He was picked because Jalalov needs to get a highlight reel, knockout. He very well might. So if you want to watch a fight, and more importantly, you want to see Curtis Harper get punished for what he did, you definitely want to check that out on the undercard on Fight TV uh, tomorrow for sure. The other big fight I'm going to get to here in a second, there's one woman's fight on that undercard for Fight TV that I want to at least share because there are some people that are fans of it. So there's only one, uh, Yacosta Vale, fighting Evelyn Bermudez. I don't know anything about either lady. Uh, Bermudez is undefeated, but I consider her a soft touch compared to uh, Vale. I think Vale is a decent, good fighter. I wouldn't call her an amazing fighter. She's a decent, good fighter. But I also think that this fight's not going to really excite too many things. I think you're going to see some sloppy punches on it. But again, if you are into women's fighting, it is on that same undercard. And I just want to make sure I talked about that. So that if you were interested, you could dial in and check it out. Now, for upper level, next level, on the zone. This is also tomorrow at Wembley in London. Return of Dillian White. Dillian White's of course coming off a knockout loss and drug scandal. He's going to be fighting a very interesting fighter in Jermaine Franklin. Dillian White has been recently talking about Deontay Wilder because Dillian White was WBC mandatory for a long time. Never got a chance to fight. Deontay Wilder. I think that was a mistake on Wilder's part. I think Wilder should have just sparked Dillian White out. It would have been a name on the record, on the resume, and possibly a body on the record. But the point is, it would have been a name on the record, good name on the record. I think Wilder should have fought. Dillian White sparked him out. Big Baby Miller sparked him out. I think he should have. And he didn't. Here we are. I think Dillian White is going to get upset by Franklin, Jermaine Franklin, because Jermaine Franklin has a story. And I want to tell that story. Jermaine, frankly, he has not been overly impressive in his finishing of fights. He gets the W, but he's not been overly impressive. He's slightly older, not for heavyweight, not greatly older. But the story is that he actually works at a plant and he works 12-hour shifts. And if you remember other fighters, when they have this side job and they want to get out of it, it seems to make them more hungry. seems to make them more vicious in the ring come fight night. And that's what I suspect, this is only a theory, but I suspect we might see from Jermaine Franklin is an upset of Dillian white. Dillian white is a sucker for getting knocked out. If you hit him just right at the right angle. And I just think that Franklin might be here to make a name and make a statement. So I think it's worth watching if for only other reason, just to see if he's able to do that. I think that'll be interesting to tell on the undercard of this one. Again, this is the zone Fabio Wardley returning against Nathan Gorman. I don't know anything about either guy. I don't want to dismiss them. And then on in women's action, there's a women's fight happening here as well. I do want to give a little bit of detail on this one, even though I don't know either lady here. So you've got Sandy Ryan fighting against Nai Sanchez. This is all in Wembley, by the way. I consider this a soft touch. Like, Sanchez feels like she shouldn't even be in the ring, and that's only because of it seems like she struggled quite a bit, even though she has significantly more experience than Ryan. Ryan also doesn't look overly impressive. She's lost. She's only fought like five times and has already lost once. So this fight's not going to really amaze you. But if you're into women's action, that's going to be a fight I want to call out on that one. Meanwhile, with Wardley and Gorman, I don't know anything like details, like I said, but other guides for the BBOC, BBOC rather, British Heavyweight Championship is on the line for this fight. Um, Wardley, I've heard the name, I've not followed him directly. Gorman, I've never heard of. Might be worth watching if you're interested in at least a semblance of a regional title fight. That's what you're going to see there. And then the other top-level fight, arguably, top-level fight that's happening. Um, I, I say top-level, I put it in quotes. But top-level, Zach Parker versus John Ryder. This is happening on ESPN Plus in the U.S., BT Sport in the U.K., 12 rounds at super middleweight. So this is a top-ranked event. It's at the O2 Arena in London. So Zach Parker I'm aware of, John Ryder I'm aware of. I don't highly rate either guy, although Zach Parker is, has been heavily promoted and hyped, so he may be worth watching. I would argue that, in my opinion, and it's only my opinion, this is one of those fights where the undercard might actually be more exciting, frankly, than the main fight. The undercard shows two fights. There's two main. Hamza Shiraz versus River Wilson, Bent. I'm, I don't know the name River Wilson-Bent specifically. I do know Shiraz. Shiraz is a very exciting fighter I think he's well worth the price of admission To watch this guy (laughs) I I do, he's a really good fighter Really exciting fighter, it's middleweight action by the way Bent I know nothing about Nothing, the only thing I know about him Is he went to a draw recently and I don't know anything else About the guy, so I suspect It's a soft touch but I can't say that For sure, I will say Shiraz is a very good Fighter, very exciting to watch And if you're going to dial in, I think that's going to be a Good fight for as long as it lasts anyway The other one is going to be Intriguing. Dennis McCann fighting Joe Ham. I heard the name Joe Ham. I've never watched him fight. Um, heard the name Dennis McCann. Never watched the guy fight. This is a super band of weight action. I and this is in Greenwich, in the UK, O2 Arena. So I again, I don't know either guy. Heard the name. Don't know them. Haven't watched them fight. All I know about Dennis McCann, he's in southpaw, and I know that he has he's on a win streak. He's not lost yet. My guess on this one is Dennis McCann's going to just completely, like, outbox it. I don't think it's going to be, like, an exciting fight. I think it's going to be, like, a stylistically brilliant matchup with Dennis McCann showcasing skills. It's possible, though, that Ham is better than he looks. It's, It's possible that he pulls out the upset. It's possible that he shows something. I just don't see it happening. And then the last fight I'll talk about at a high level, and this is not this weekend. It's happening upcoming. So with all the chatter now going around the rankings and everything else, Tank Davis was announced that he's going to be fighting Hector Garcia. Hector Garcia compete at super featherweight. So Hector Garcia fighting tank is an intriguing fight for one reason. And that's because Hector Garcia is one of only two people, largely three, but I don't count the other one, <laughs> but primarily two people in super featherweight that still have their, O. everybody else has taken a loss. Lamont Roach took a loss. So Foster took a loss. Konseki out took losses. Cordina, Cordina is still undefeated, right? And then Hector Garcia is still undefeated. I don't count Rakimov because he has a draw. So as far as untainted record, think of it that way. You basically have Joe Cordina and Hector Garcia. The theory is that tank's going to take out Hector Garcia with ease. So if he does, Hector will lose his O as well. And that just leaves Joe Cordina. I heard of Joe Cordina, have not watched him fight, but then Shakur, he's going to need a dance partner. Shakur, tried to call out Isak Cruz. Isak Cruz, to my knowledge, possibly might have changed weight classes just to go get another content, and then I don't know that happened because I don't see him in the top 10. So I don't know what's going on there. That fight may not happen, but the outcome of Tank versus Hector Garcia will be interesting as well for upcoming fights. Of course, Crawford, you know, in his duck of Errol Spence, at some point here soon, he's going to be fighting David Avanesian. Nobody expects him to win that fight. And if you're wondering about David Avanesian, David Avanesian, six years ago, he fought the last vestige of Shane Mosley. And then he's also fought other guys, but Shane Mosley arguably is like one of the biggest names, one of wins on his record. I still say it's a soft touch. I still say it's a terrible fight for Crawford. Let's see what that is. And we don't know what Spence's partner is going to be. The theory is that it's either going to be Thurman or Amantus Stanionis. Either are decently good fights. I would lean towards Thurman as a more showcase fight because Spence is a great body puncher and Thurman doesn't like body shots. So we could actually see a body on the record, possibly, with Spence attacking the body viciously if that fight were to happen, and it's a big drawing fight. We don't know. It's not confirmed. So we got a couple of fights upcoming. We certainly don't have the fights that we'd like to see. Crawford duck Spence. It is what it is. Uh, Uzik initially ducked Fury. It is what it is. And then Fury tried to get back. That didn't happen. Joshua ducked. It is what it is. So we don't have the big name fights. There's not going to really be any big name fights anywhere in the near term that I can see. And that's a shame. It frankly is. Meanwhile, we do have some undisputed champions happily defending their titles. We have to see what happens with Jamel Charlotte If he stays at 154 and just defends at the top, because that's going to start draining a lot of money out of him and sanctioning fees. So if he moves up, then Jamal would have to move up to 168. I think he already did. If he didn't, he'd have to move up because they said they would never compete in the same weight class, which I think is stupid, but I understand. So there's that. We have to see what happens with 135 and Devin Haney. Devin Haney has talked about possibly going to 140. we have to see what happens there. And then you got Shakur, and he's kind of in the mix there. And then Tank. Tank is actually rated at 130, 135, and 140. So we have to see what happens with Tank Davis as well. So we have a lot of stuff in the mix. We have a lot of fights in flux in the future, just that there's not any real big-name fights happening anywhere in the near term. So that's what we got for our boxing weekend. And hopefully, if you are able to catch some of these fights, hopefully they are somewhat entertaining for you. I'm not trying to naysay the ones that are there. I'm very disappointed. that We don't have any big-name fights for this winter because usually we'd have had at least one or two really good solid fights, you know, unification-type things in the wintertime. It just seems like 2022 is a wrap from what I can tell. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Combat Talk Radio, Masterpiece Boxing, found at CombatTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening today, whether you are a subscriber or not. I know you have choices, and I appreciate you for being here. Just to remind those that are new to the show, Combat Talk Radio records every Friday, so once a week in the Pacific time zone. And then Lifeblood of Boxing series, which is our coverage of the boxers I think are worth your time and give to the sport. That's once per month. It does not have a fixed schedule, but once a month I'll have a release until I run out of ones that I think are worth covering for Lifeblooded Boxing. So those are our two programs. It is podcast only at this point. We want to hear from you. So combattalkradio.net at the bottom. Hit comments, feedback. Let us know how we're doing. If there's anything that you'd like to see us adjust or improve, we want to hear from you, and we are open to that feedback. We also are open to starting up the YouTube again, but it seemed like that died off when Lomachenko took a loss and we don't know why. So if somebody knows why or they'd like to hear the YouTube coverage, let us know that as well in the comments and we are open to doing it. We just need to make sure the fans are there. Right now they're on the podcast, not on the YouTube for whatever reason specific. We're open either way. Anyhow, that'll do it. And I will see you guys next week.